passes the breath most clearly. You focus right there. In other words, you're kind of holding on to the desire realm or the physical realm just with your finger. I mean, the, about, the, about the size of your, your baby fingertip, right? Tiny, so you're withdrawn from most of your body as well. And that further retreat. So you're just holding on by a fingertip. Tiny, tiny little target area of tactile sensation, which then gets subtler and subtler and subtler. That's a big retreat. Okay? So there we are. Now, while we're practicing mindfulness of breathing to these increasingly subtle sensations of the breath in this very tiny target area and retreating from all other physical phenomena, what else are we doing? If you're practicing shamat properly, what else are you doing besides or in addition to focusing mindfulness on the tactile sensations of the breath? What else? Introspection. Introspection. Attending to what? Yeah, introspection, introspection primarily. I mean, I could elaborate, I'm not going to right now, but introspection. Um, I want to rephrase that. The word's important. If we get the words down correctly, that's going to give precision and accuracy to the practice itself. So let's try to use words as carefully as possible. Introspection is not attending to laxity and excitation. Now I'm nitpicking. If we were, then when there's no laxity or excitation, then you would have nothing to attend to. Right? So that's not quite right. Of course you're right. But I'm nitpicking here to use words precisely. What are you attending to? Miles. What are you attending to with introspection? Yeah, the quality of the mindfulness, or one can simply say the flow of mindfulness. Quite so. Yeah. Which means mindfulness is being a mental factor. Then with your faculty of introspection, you are attending to the mind. That is when thoughts come up, images come up, restlessness, agitation, dullness, and so forth. You're picking that up with introspection. Right? So, and now anybody, when you are now practicing mindfulness of the breath, introspecting, monitoring the flow of your awareness, your mindfulness, attention, are you or are you not aware of being aware? Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. Of course you are. So, think of Russian dolls. The outer Russian doll, the biggest one, it's attending to the sensations. Now it's a pretty small doll, but here it is. Attending to the body. A little re- a tiny region in it. But you are attending to the body. But now the, in, the Russian doll inside of that is introspection, monitoring the mind. And the Russian doll inside of that is aware of being aware. Right? So in other words, all three of our practices are all included for the price of one. Mindfulness of breathing is covering all three. And then as over the coming weeks, as we then move to settling the mind in its natural state, we throw off, almost like one of those, um, those rockets that goes into orbit and, and throws off a, its, its first, what do they call it? The, the first stage, yeah. It just it, you know, expends all the fuel and just drops the first stage and maybe even drops the second stage. Well, we're just going to drop the body when we go to settling the mind and then when we go to awareness of awareness, we drop the second stage. We're no longer interested in anything happening in the mind at all. Mind as such. We're going to drop that stage as well. In other words, going into deeper, deeper retreat. Okay? So it's mindfulness of breathing without breathing. And then it's mindfulness of mind without mind. And it's just awareness of awareness. Now, if you're practicing according to Padmasambhava, where you're doing this inversion and release, inversion and release, really kind of doing this, what I like to call a cognoscopy, you know, scoping, re- penetrating right into 
your immediate experience of being the observer, being the agent. And if you're very ripe, you're a kind of a Bahia type, a Bahia class meditator. Okay, if you're really, really ripe, then Padmasambhava says, when you're doing that simple exercise of just probing right in who is the observer, who is the agent that's releasing and, how do you say, withdrawing the attention, just by doing that practice, you may go into the ultimate retreat and break through substrate consciousness into rikpa. It's possible. That one little, simple little shamatha practice may be enough to break, break right through not only your psyche to the substrate, but the substrate consciousness too. Rikpa itself, pristine awareness. You have to be very ripe for that. But that's very deep retreat. That's going right down to the very ground, ultimate ground consciousness. Okay? So, meanwhile, back at the mind center, <laughs> practicing mindfulness of breathing, and why this, among all the different Shambhata methods that the Buddha taught and that have been developed later on in the multiple Buddhist traditions? Because this is the one, the Buddha himself said, this is the one most suitable for people who are heavily prone to rumination. Not everybody is equally prone to, but for those who are especially prone to, like, oh, gee, everybody in the 21st century who's been caught up in modernity, you know, they weren't all like that 2,500 years ago. But now it's like a mental virus that we're all catching. And according to one friend of mine who is a very interesting guy, clinical psychologist, trained in Tibetan medicine, and we were monks together in the monastery almost 40 years ago, he, addressing the Western people, he was in Washington, D.C. at the time, he said, you know, you people are, all have nervous disorders. You have lung. You all have nervous imbalances. But considering how ill you are, you're, doing, you're coping very well. You know? So he's talking about modernity. You know, here we are. And one central feature, almost like the, the rat that holds the virus you know, of, the, of the bubonic plague of the mind, is rumination. It's rumination. It, car- it carries with it the seeds for delusion, craving, hostility, and just a mass of suffering. So here we are. The prime kind of the the prime directive in mindless breathing is get over it. Get over it. Gold. If you know the term gold, cold tricky, if you're a heroin addict, you just stop taking heroin altogether, and the withdrawal symptoms are really painful. But you have to go through that and get out the other side and hope you survive. Go through the withdrawal symptoms of just going cold turkey on rumination. And that is every outbreath. Be relentless. And just release it and release it and release it. And then Songaba says, when he's talking about actually achieving shamatha and what you need to do for that, well, and he's citing classic sources. I mean, he's always a classicist. He's, he himself, being a great authority, cites the great authorities from India especially. And he says, if you're really intent on achieving shamatha, then between sessions, let alone during sessions, Phrase here is Yonsu Bamba. Completely eliminate all rumination involving desires and so forth. In other words, just be relentless. Like be like a person who's joined uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. So and be a non-practicing ruminator. How long have you been on the wagon? Ten seconds. <laughs> okay, good. Twenty seconds. On the wagon. Oh, oh, 
Okay, back to one second. Break the habit. Break the habit. Be relentless. And having said that, there's no, no implication that you should stop thinking. Doing mindfulness of breathing, of course. There's no need to think for that time, except and be a bit of commentary to keep you on track. But in between sessions, of course, if you want to think, think. We're not being tyrannical here. There's not an authoritarian regime. But think consciously. Think lucidly. And be aware that every time you fall into rumination, you've just fallen into a little mini non-lucid dream which you, means you are marching. If, if enlightenment is this way, you're marching this way. You're marching in the opposite direction from awakening. Because every time you fall into rumination, you've fallen into a little mini non-lucid dream, which is the opposite direction, coming from ignorance, saturated by delusion, and a host for all the vermin of the mind. So think, yeah, think lucidly. Think creatively. Think retrospectively, think about the future, think creatively, think analytically, think in any way you like. Just like there's nothing wrong with dreaming, but it certainly is better to dream lucidly than to dream delusionally, which is what every non-lucid dream is. So, you ready? Roll up your sleeves. Let's go cold turkey. Fewer words, same practice. Mindfulness of breathing, phase three. Settle your body in its natural state, your respiration in its natural rhythm. And then with a brief reflection upon the disadvantages, the debilitating disadvantages of rumination, of the five obscurations that obscure the luminous and pure nature of your own awareness, sensual craving, ill will, laxity and dullness, excitation and anxiety, afflictive uncertainty. Reflecting upon the disadvantages of these obscurations of your own awareness, arouse a powerful and aspiration, a great interest and an enthusiasm to heal and balance and unveil your own awareness. With that motivation, give yourself the freedom, the leisure for this short session to release all rumination about the future and the past, all rumination about the present. Let your awareness refreshingly come to rest in stillness in the present moment.
just a short time, let your awareness illuminate the sensations associated with the breath throughout the body. Relaxing more and more deeply with every out-breath, releasing thoughts, rumination, releasing the breath itself with every exhalation. Elevate and narrowly focus your attention on the sensations of the breath at the apertures of the nostrils. Identify the target area conceptually, then release the concept, focus on the bare attention, the bare tactile sensations of the breath. Very clear that you're keeping the eyes soft, relaxed, unfocused, no tension around the eyes, forehead open and spacious, just focusing mental awareness on the target area, arousing your attention with each inhalation, relaxing with each exhalation, and maintaining as much continuity as you possibly can throughout the entire course of the cycle of the respiration.
to experiment with counting, see the extent to which it is useful, and practice accordingly. Honor the flow of your awareness. With introspection, taking special note of the occurrence of either laxity or excitation, as soon as you note, with zero tolerance, the occurrence of excitation, either your attention being caught up by rumination or carried away to some other sensory field. Relax, release, and return. absolutely imperative in the practice of both shamatha as well as vipassana, that you're maintaining an ongoing flow of knowing, of ascertaining. As soon as you see this is getting soft, dull, spaced out, disengaged, laxity or dullness have set in. So in response, refresh, refocus, and retain. Let's continue practicing now in silence.
relation. If you recall that little nugget of philosophy from yesterday, from the Satrantic view, that only that which is directly perceivable is real. That which is only conceivable but never perceivable may exist, but it's not real. So in between sessions, just let your default mode, the place of resting, the, your home, be in an ongoing flow of perception. Perceiving whatever arises in the mind, that's real. right? Perceiving whatever comes by way of the five senses, that's real. But as soon as you're caught up in realm of rumination, you've just slipped out of that, and you're into the realm of the unreal. Into the realm of the unreal. So get real and stay real. Right? Always releasing rumination. And yet, think whenever you wish to. Just do so lucidly. And in the meantime also, especially when you're just walking or doing, just moving about and so forth, make a real habit, an ongoing habit, of seeing that your respiration is just in an ongoing way, flowing, resting, flowing in its natural rhythm. And that means just releasing with every out-breath, releasing every breath out, and letting that in-breath just flow in, shallow, deep, regular, irregular, but just let it flow, 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 without interrupting it, inhibiting it, straining it, with emotions, thoughts, and so forth and so on. So, this is both then rehabilitation of the whole nervous system as well as the detoxification program for the mind. So it's good. And it is possible in the midst of all of that to enjoy the day. So go for it. See you later.